0: Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday, June the 29th, almost halfway through the year. Where does all the time go? I'm Joe J. CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number 800 951 The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, looks like most of us now are are settling in on the on the new website if you're still having problems and you just can't get on you, you got to delete that browser history or clear the cache whichever one you're familiar with once you've deleted the browser history just go into the search engine it doesn't matter google i don't know if anyone uses yahoo anymore or AOL anymore but uh uh, whatever search engine you're using, and you can do either All American Gold or Patriot Trading Group. It really doesn't matter. Just click on it, uh, and I'll take you right to the new page. Uh, and then just resave it into your favorites. So uh, I, I don't know why some people were uh, having a problem when they had it save the old site saved in their favorites. It just wasn't finding the new site. Uh, but nonetheless, once you do that, you'll be all set. I do know this, we, we, the problem has been fixed now, but Google was pointing to our blog. Uh, it's no longer doing that. It's now pointing to the home page. So some of you have been out there, and it's taking you to our blog site, uh, or our blog tab, I should say, uh, just another section of the website uh, where you just see the, the blogs that I've written. Uh, if you go to the upper left-hand corner of that and hit the home button, it'll take you to the main site as well. Uh, and then of course you'll have all the the prices are back up there the spot prices all the all the videos all the articles all that stuff i promised you but if you're having trouble first of all i apologize uh, you know I, I like anything you know oh it's not going to work like that it'll be fine and of course there's always some hiccups and and everybody's using some different you know some people are on apples some people are are using it on their tablets or on their uh, iPhone. Some of you are in Windows 10. Some of you are in I don't know some other versions of Windows, and and all I can do is apologize. Uh, I know it uh, it was confusing. It was a struggle, uh, but I think at least from the phone calls and the emails, I, I've tried to respond, and I think I have to everybody that sent me an email. There's and there was quite a few. There were a lot of you, uh, so hopefully I've done that. If I missed you, I apologize. Uh, but it seems like it's settled down now, and, and most of you have been able to uh, get back out there. Like I said, we everything that was there before is still there. Right, the podcast is there, uh, the news and the articles and the videos are all still there. Uh, the The only thing really we added we added the blog and the features. So once a, about once a week, you'll get a new blog. So this this IRA blog um, next week when you. When you go out there, it's gonna it'll be different. So you'll see a different picture, a different blog. Uh, but then, if you go to the blog tab, all the blogs I've written will be out there for you as well. So we actually tried to add uh, a little more content, and then of course, obviously, uh, trying to make sure we're up with the the latest and the greatest of the technologies. I do know uh, that this version of the website is, is more phone friendly, and uh, which is just kind of how it is and you got to stay up as as we're finding out with the the latest attack uh I guess hack attack was getting all the companies out there that didn't have the most updated versions of Windows or uh, at least the patches you didn't have to be on Windows 10 but you had to have the updates in or I guess a lot of companies are just not paying for it so anyone that had the bootleg versions were having trouble hopefully this will uh, uh, prevent that for us and again I, I just thank you for your patience everybody's been so understanding to and I really I really do appreciate it because I know how frustrating that is, it's part of your daily routine, you want the news to disturb the comfortable, we're trying to deliver it for you, if you're having issues or maybe you know someone who's having an issue and you don't know how to help, have them call us. have them call us at the 800 number we'll walk you right through it 800 Very active day. The Dow is is the last three days in a row now. Down uh, quite a bit on Tuesday. Rebounded yesterday all the way back down again. Right now down about 150 points as all kinds of different things are, are happening. Uh, the big news yesterday was after the banks passed the stress test, you know, we talked about, Right. Let's have the, the Fox tell you how secure the hen house is. They all went out and announced plans not to give more loans. No, nope, they didn't announce that. How about, I don't know, maybe they were going to raise the amount of interest they were going to pay the few of you that still have CDs or have a savings account with a lot of money. Maybe they're going to, no, they didn't do that. No, what did they do with their newfound stamp of approval from Janet Yellen. It allowed them to pay themselves dividends and, of course, buy back their stock. And that was what they choked, right? They didn't choose to increase lending. Uh, nobody came out and said that. Not one of them said that. Hey, you know what? We, we passed the stress test and, and we're all excited and we're going to ramp up the lending. We're going to support the U.S. economy. Uh, no, they all hey, we're going to pay ourselves the bonuses and dividends, and, oh, yeah, we're going to buy back some of that stock. Uh, apparently that's, I don't know if that's the, the rally. I know that was the rally yesterday. I'm not sure. The, the declines today mostly in the, uh, the NASDAQ leading the way again, and, of course, that was probably, again, uh, pretty heavily overvalued there. The NASDAQ's down almost 100 points on its own. Uh, we did get an update to GDP first quarter. I don't know what it's worth because it's kind of like the revision to the revision of the revision. And it's the what we call the double and triple seasonally adjusted numbers, but we'll give you that. And we're also going to talk about affordability and all bu- a whole bunch of other things. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. radio news hour our toll free number 800-951-0592 without a doubt the best buyers market i have seen and not like i've been doing this a long time i talked to eric yesterday uh he was in the back uh doing some car stuff so i went back there and we were talking about it cuz i've been listening you know he listens to the show just like everybody else and And I said, man, have you ever seen anything like it? And he said, and he did, he said once, 2001. And, of course, that marked the absolute, uh, you know, pretty much within a couple of months, the absolute dead bottom of gold. He said, that was the last time, and actually this time, it's actually a little it's actually a little bit below that not much maybe not even a percent about half a percent below where he said it was then uh but this is the absolute best market i've ever worked in if you're talking about buying gold today you've never been able to buy this close to the spot price i mean if you're if you know listen we're running uh, twenty dollar gold pieces today. They're twelve hundred and fifty five dollars. Spot right now is twelve hundred and forty four. Right at eleven dollars over spot. Uh, today I'm gonna make it even better. You know, the last few days you had to buy fifty or more to buy a spot. Today twenty or more spot price. I've never done it. I've, I, the last few days is the only time I've ever been able to sell. These are liberties and saints. Your ch- your choice. Uh, to be able to to buy that close to or at spot price uh, unprecedented in the gold market the last time. and this is one of the things I think is really important is because you, you know when you talk about what does that represent? Is that a, a good thing, a bad thing? you know what is it? So when we go back to 2001, Right, it signified what the, the the bottom of the gold market. I think that's exactly what's happening again. I think we're kinda looking at the very top heavy equity side of things, and I think we're looking at the the bottom side of the gold markets. Uh, so make sure if you have the now, if you don't have the means, you don't have the means. Right? If you I just don't have it right now, I can't do it, you can't do it. But if you if you have the means, you know you're gonna buy again. Buy now. This is when you want to capitalize because this is really, uh, you know, you, you buy gold to hold it, right? It's insurance. You know, yes, it's great when when you make money on it and all that stuff. And, you know, you think about gold uh, a year and a half ago being at 1,050, and now it's almost, you know, 1250. It's, you know, it's had a, a, a nice move, and that's nice, right? If you bought it back in 01, Right, you're thrilled to death. Right, we kind of talked about that guy that wrote that IRA article about buying it from the guys on TV. Which all of you that listen here, you know not to do that. You don't buy gold from these guys on TV; uh, they just rip you off. But he's talking about the worst investment I ever made. I bought uh, maple leaves in 1980, and of course, I, I did the worst investment I ever made is I bought the Nasdaq in 2001. Right, instead of buying gold. Uh, so, so it, it, it's just one of those things that that if you have the means, take the time today. Put the money, put put your money away. Put your money into some insurance. You're going to be glad you did. Uh, one through nineteen U.S. twenty dollars Liberties and Saints. One through nineteen twelve fifty five. Twenty or more spots. Wherever spot is when you call me. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two we had a good and bad thing happen today the good thing see we don't always talk about bad things here the good thing was they said hey first quarter gdp this was the third and final reading it's really not the final but they say it's the final reading and then they go back a year from now they'll go back three years from now and change everything you know and, but the at least the final reading for this year was a little better than they had said. Uh, they said initially 1.2. Now they're saying 1.4. That was the final reading of first quarter GDP according to the Commerce de- the Department. Here's what they said happened. Unexpectedly higher consumer spending. That was the, the big thing. And they said the... Uh, Imports and exports. The import, or the exports were a little better. Uh, the and, and so I was like, oh, that's hey, that's great. Of course, we already know there's no way the consumer spends more in the first quarter than they do in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, the fourth quarter, you got Halloween, or I guess you know, yeah, October, November, December, you got Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. But this is why I say they seasonally adjust. And, and remember, they've had problems with first quarter GDP. So then they said we're going to seasonally adjust the seasonal adjustments and do all that stuff. Uh, the biggest problem, they said here was – so the good part was, hey, that number was better. Uh, still down. It's the worst performance since a year ago, which that's, that makes sense since the second quarter of 2016. Uh, Then uh, people are saying that it's going to take away some of the growth from the second quarter. So, you know, you kind of, I guess that's the bad part of it. But when you look inside the number, because that's what we have to do now. We can't take anything they tell us at face value anymore. You wish you could, right? It's like the unemployment rate. You really can't take that at face value. Even, Even the Fed, you will actually get them to admit it once in a while. You know, that 4.3% unemployment, you really can't take that at face value. Today, jobless claims, first-time jobless claims, it was up 4,000 to 244. And and you really can't take that at face value, right, because it's not the job market of even 10 years ago, right, because we live in this new gig economy. So most people, you know, you have the largest portion of, of people in the workforce today that if, they lost their job they won't be able to file unemployment because they're contract workers right and so so the unempo- the jobless claims numbers look vastly different today than they did you know I always said this isn't your father's jobless claim but i in the looking of the details of the first quarter gdp numbers it was really kind of interesting and so here's what we looked at in the personal consumption. Uh, the, it went from a half of a percent to 1.1%. That was the the big increase. Uh, all of it, and really all of it, came in one category. And and I'll say this, you know, it wasn't the category that, that I thought. Because I said, oh, sure, health care premium. Right, that's got to be it. That's that would have been my answer. Right, hey, what led to the increase in consumer spending? healthcare premiums? It did, but not very much. It was only up, uh, you know, 11 billion. That wasn't the what uh, the final revision, that didn't move. But what they said is that the American consumer spending actually declined in the following areas: housing, which we know this is and I know the these last reports said, hey, uh, home sales were up, and then yet pending home sales said down. And, and we made the – yesterday we did the whole show about, yeah, there's, it's a crisis. We got a supply crisis. We don't have a supply crisis. What we have is the – well, I guess we do. We do have a supply crisis if you want to actually buy – if the average American wants to buy a home, there absolutely is a supply crisis. Absolutely. You can't find homes for under $200,000. You can't do it. And if you do find them, what, they're they're in the worst part of town, or they're out near a nuclear power plant, or they're down near a prison, or something to that effect. There's something undesirable about it. And none of these home builders are building them, right? Because, well, let's face it. They've already figured it out. I don't know if you've seen it. It's happening all over this town. These these home builders are building multifamily complexes. Right? They don't want it. They, we can't make any money on a $150,000. We can't even build a house for $150,000. Right? We can't make any money on that. And then the person's going to have bad credit. They're not going to have any money down. We're going to have to carry it. The heck with that, let's build apartments. We'll we'll put the word luxury in front of it, make people feel better. But the big jump, so consumer staples such as housing, utilities, which that's a good thing, at least in my opinion, right? Hey, oil was down, so we paid less to power our homes. And I'm sure I'm going to make the assumption natural gas. I don't really follow natural gas, but I'm, I'm guessing that was down as well. Clothing right we didn't we know that look at the closing right footwear all down gasoline with the drop in the price the biggest surprise in the report wasn't a surprise to me motor vehicles down also auto parts down uh and that number was about 17.5 billion dollar decline that was a big hit uh the the uh What did rise? And the answer was recreational vehicles again. We've seen this now. It seems to be this is the revision to the revision of the first quarter GDP. We had the biggest jump in recreational vehicles since the first quarter of last year. So we've kind of found a trend here. Now, I don't know. Maybe we're selling RVs like hotcakes. I don't know. But one person actually said, and this may be part of it, is, you know, those tiny homes. You, you've seen the shows, right? The 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 tiny homes, right? They 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 build a home on these. Uh, I'll call it a trailer, like a car transport. I mean, literally, not like a, a mobile home, like a, a like a carport trailer. And they're four or five hundred square feet, apparently. People are having trouble getting a conventional home loan for those and are being forced to get an RV loan. Now, I don't know how many people buy them, but at least one person said, hey, you know, maybe that's what it is. But, yeah, it was recreational vehicles, uh, RV loans, was the one that drove uh, first quarter GDP uh, to the 1.4% Still, the like I said, the worst reading uh, since the second quarter of last year. But the devil's always in the detail, so you're, you're seeing this slowdown in what I would say are the main drivers of the economy, right? Housing, cars, retail, right? And we're seeing that slowdown. The things that are good uh, RVs, <laughs> and, I, and I don't know why, but RVs, health care. Right, we, obviously that's a huge hot-button issue. We are paying more and more every single year for health care. Uh, and that's the second biggest driver uh, of the GDP growth. And you can argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, but, but uh, nonetheless, that was the final reading of the first quarter GDP. Uh, yesterday, you know, we, we talked about how, how homes aren't affordable, right? When they call it an inventory crisis, and I call it something totally, let's call it what it really is. People don't want to build those homes. You would think that KB Home and Pulte Home and U.S. Home and J Home and Ashton Woods and Taylor, and you know, all of them would be throwing up these houses. To meet this unprecedented demand and this shortage, but they're not. And the reason, really, the only logical reason, is that what they can't make money on it. Right, that makes sense. Right, or hey, we're going to build them, but the people that we're going to put in them, they can't afford to pay for it. So why build them? We now reach another thing the average American can't pay for. We're going to talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years.
1: Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. There's still time to register for a wonderful free conference in Washington, D.C., specifically designed for college students. This will be the 24th annual Phyllis Schlafly Eagle Collegians Summit, and it will provide three days of outstanding speeches and training from conservative members of Congress and national newsmakers, as well as tours of landmarks and government buildings in our nation's capital. The purpose is to equip college students to resist the propaganda taught by radical professors. This conference will help students to strengthen their conservative voices in this important year. This Collegian Summit will take place on July 18th, 19th, and 20th at the Heritage Foundation and other locations in Washington, D.C. Best of all, it's free to students who register in advance, that is, until space runs out. On July 18th, students will be treated to intensive training by Morton Blackwell's Leadership Institute on how to build their personal branding as well as marketing and communication skills. We'll follow up this training with a private tour of the Capitol building, led by one of Phyllis' favorites in Congress, Representative Steve King. Wednesday, we will hear from several prominent speakers and members of Congress, and we'll end our day with a private reception in one of the House office buildings, meeting many more lawmakers. Students will get a rare opportunity to network with other conservative students from colleges all over the country. Again, the dates are July 18, 19, and 20 in Washington, D.C., the entire conference is free for college students, however, you need to register in advance on our website, com. If you're a parent or grandparent listening to this program, I hope you will notify a college student in your family who would benefit by attending this conference. We must prepare the young people in our families for what they'll face in the classroom so they can reject the false propaganda of multiculturalism, diversity, and feminism that is so prevalent on college campuses. Remember, Phyllis Schlafly Collegian Summit is free to college students, but they must register soon on the web at phyllisschlafly.com.
0: Do you know a college student expressing frustration with a liberal ideology and anti Christian propaganda on their campus? Encourage them to join Phyllis Schlafly Eagles and other conservative leaders in Washington, July 18 through 20, for the annual Phyllis Schlafly Collegian Summit. The conference is free to students who register at phyllisschlafly.com. That's PhyllisSchlaflie.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir. Welcome back, yes. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The it's not the greatest selling sellers market today. Obviously, but it is the best buyer's market in both gold and silver. Gold market ever, when I say ever, ever since we've been around. Even better than the 01 area where Eric and I were talking about yesterday, which was the dead bottom, and it looks like I think we're going to have that again. The silver market, this is the best silver market probably going back to maybe 06. And I say that because that's when the mint premium started to get crazy. And and all of a sudden, you know, we went from selling, you know, four, five, six, seven million ounces of silver a year, then it jumped to 19 million, then it went into the 20 million, and the mint couldn't keep up, and we got all the way up to 50 million ounces. Um, this is the best silver market in at least pr- 11 years. As far as buying, being able to buy uh, U.S. Silver Eagles uh, this close to spot. And it's still, you know, three bucks. Just If you buy a case today, it's actually less than $3 over spot. If you're buying it by the roll today, uh, it's $3 and right now, what, $3.12 dollars 12 uh, silver, by the way, uh, down nine cents, sixteen dollars sixty-three cents. Uh, uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, three hundred and ninety-five dollars a roll. If you buy by the case, just eight five bucks a roll, so it'd be three ninety a roll. Uh, of course, there's twenty-five rolls in the case, which would be uh, nine thousand seven fifty for a case of U.S. Silver Eagles delivered. Uh, but you have just a sensational opportunity. Special. We're going to say, great. You want libs or safe? You tell us which one, and then we'll ask you how many. That's it. You pay for it, we ship it. Same thing on the silver side. And uh, take advantage. If you have the means to do so, you're not going to get an opportunity uh, better better than what we're seeing here today. I mean, you're talking about, you know, uh, $11 over spot, and actually right now, uh, take that back. Ten dollars over spot now. Spots at twelve forty-five. One through nineteen at ten dollars over twenty or more. You're buying it right at spot today. Twenty years ago, being able to afford a car and a mortgage wasn't so remarkable. Right, everybody did that. Many baby boomers still brag about putting themselves through college. And buying their own car with a part-time job and you know what's so funny about it I, how many times have you heard Eric tell the story right he had moved out of his parents' house still in high school and he was working at the gas station matter of fact gas station still here the actual gas station he worked at still in his fam- still in the family still in Scottsdale had a truck and an apartment, and went to school, and worked. However, the median household income today can only afford the average price new car in only one of the 25 largest metropolitan areas. Let me read that to you again. The median, average, median income—forget about the car in the home—can't even afford the car in the in 24 of the largest 25 cities in America. Which, let's face it, right? You take the largest 25 cities, you probably got. At least half, if not more, of the population. Americans. Oh, by the way, where am I getting this ridiculous news? Because I know it's. Oh, that's ridiculous. Double, you're exaggerating. This is out of Fortune magazine, so just letting you know where where I'm getting this ridiculous information. Americans are having to overextend themselves to pay for a new car at today's prices. It's ridiculous. Right, and it it doesn't make any sense. Because many cities don't have widespread public transportation. Now, right, we've got it in New York. You can ride the subway there. Uh, Chicago, uh, you can do it there. California is a huge state, but a lot of places you can do it there. Here in Phoenix, good luck. Right? We have sprawling. This is like a lot of these cities. There's, It's just not feasible. Yes, do we have a light rail system? Yeah, it goes to a couple places, but it's not very practical. And especially, you know, if, if you need to ride it, there's no way you can buy a home because a home you can afford is nowhere near it. But they said that households are in a new position that Americans have never been in before. Well, I guess that's probably not true. Right? When you're in the horse and buggy era and the first automobiles came out, that was probably only I'm imagining it's probably only for the super wealthy people. Where the new car is unaffordable. But a vehicle is needed to go to work every day based on a 2410 rule, okay? And this is a, a financial planner rule, right? This is how they, they would tell people if you, uh, you know, ask them, hey, how, how, how would you judge how much a person could afford on a car? And, and how that works is a household spends 20% of income on a down payment, takes a four-year loan, and uses 10% of income on the interest and insurance payments, Okay, so the 24-10 rule, right? You think about, right, going back 20 years ago. That was really common. Right now, today, right? What is it? What is the new car loans now? Most are what seven and eight years. Ten percent of the income is not going to get it done, and I don't know where twenty percent of the down payments coming from either. It says those making the median income in Miami can afford to buy a thirteen thousand dollar car. <laughs> The average new car cost is now also at an all-time high. Thirty-five thousand three hundred and sixty-eight dollars. That uh, that includes the tax, you know, right, tax title license. $35,368. People can afford about thirteen. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, talking about affordability. Right? It it you know it's very, very similar to, you know, what's happening in housing now. Same thing's happening in automobiles. They're just too expensive for the average person to be able to buy a car or a home. And the problem is there's so many more average <laughs> People, right you look at home sales and you wonder why they're so low and, and you look at home ownership rates and why they're falling and you know we had this huge boom in car sales but that's over now but remember over a third of all new car sales really are rentals right they can't afford it so what do they do they lease it and now they're they're running into these issues and exactly what we said was going to happen Right? You turn in the lease, and you always owe money, right? And they just tack it on to the next one. Now, you're at that point, you can't afford to buy one any longer. By the way, the worst metropolitan areas for affordability, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Detroit, Tampa, Orlando, Florida, it's not a very... Right. Not very good, right? Pretty much all the big cities in Florida. And San Antonio, by the way, the best place. And and the the two that come to mind shouldn't surprise anybody. The best where the median income is the best. Washington DC. Right? No shocker there. no, no one spends more than government, right? And then San Francisco. Washington, D.C. and San Francisco are the two best markets. But according to Fortune magazine, now just the car is out of reach. And this is talking about, you know, you used to be able to buy a car with a part-time job. Go out, you could buy a new car with a part-time You work 20 hours a week. You can easily afford a car payment and even throw in for insurance. Now they're talking about, hey, this is your entire income, and you still can't get it done. And this is the problem, and I've been telling, and I've been trying to educate, right? All they did is they moved the debt around and tried to pretend like they fixed it, right? Okay, yeah, home loan debt is, is down from the peak. Not a lot, but it's down. But all the other forms of debt are all at record high: student loans, auto loans, credit cards—you name it. it. And the there, there's no inflation, so they say. But we know different. And now the average person on the street—forget about a home—they can't even afford the car. Now, some of you say, "Well, come on, that's not fair." You know, twenty percent down. You know, I'm, I'm, you know. Just think about it. Thirty-five grand. They, they want you to bring seven thousand down. Nobody does that. <laughs> Who brings seven grand down to buy a car? Hardly anybody. But let's just say you did. Okay, I got that. I got that covered. I have a car, and I had it paid off, and I traded it in. They gave me seven grand. Four years. Nobody does four years. So they, they'll, they'll make the payments a little bit less. But then 10% of the income, that's not happening either. Right? Most people are walking out of there, even with the longer term, paying 15, 20, 25. I know people paying almost 30 and 40% of their income on the car payment. And, and this is kind of the, the, the thing that they don't want to talk about. Right? They don't want to talk about why it is all of a sudden we don't want to buy cars. And, and when I say cars, I'm talking cars and trucks. I mean, if the economy was rip-roaring, right, and, and I guess they don't say it's that, but, you know, we're, we're, we're somewhere close to 2%. Then why are car sales... Why did General Motors come out yesterday and say, uh, yeah, I, you know, we we... We knew they were going to be down, but they're going to be down, you know, 5% more than what we expected. And I'm going to tell you right now, in another three months are going to come out and say it's going to be down another 5% on top of the 5%. Well, it was on top of the 5%. That's a lot of percent. Why is it? Right? No one's really saying why. When, when, when you hear it. All this, they say, well, so, you know, is at a record? So, you know, it's bound to slow down eventually. Really? There's more people living here today than there was last year or the year before. But the economy is allegedly doing better. Where the unemployment rate's only 4.3% everyone's got a job. And everybody knows that most of the cities in this country, you need a car to get to work. So why are sales falling? And I think the answer really is pretty simple. Can't afford it. Just like homes. It's the same thing. That's really the crisis. The crisis is people want to buy a home but can't find a home to buy that they can actually afford. And the same thing now is happening in the car market. I need a car, but I actually can't find a car that I can actually afford. Right, and all the used cars out there now, right, they've got, what, you know, ones that are affordable, that are under $15,000, all got 100, 150, 200,000 miles on them. I mean, it's it really is something that, that I you know, when you start looking at, at all of the different numbers, it starts to really make sense, doesn't it? It starts to really add up. And then the last piece of economic data, the trade deficit numbers, they were in yesterday. It actually was down to only a billion dollars. It's only $66 billion left in the United States last month. No big deal. We can can afford that. Pager Radio News, Hour final segment on this Thursday. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number 800 and nine. Two. The Dow is down a hundred and sixty five points right now. The S and P is down twenty two. The Nasdaq's down a hundred and six. Uh, gold continuing to climb back, uh, down three dollars and eighty cents. $1,245.30. U.S. $20 Liberties in St. Gaudens. $1,255, which is $9 and something cents over spot right now. If you buy 20 or more, wherever spot is, that's what I'll sell it to you for. Unless spot jumps above $1,255, i am going to run them 1255 all day today. 1 through 19 at 12.55. If you buy 20 or more and spot is below 12.55, whatever the spot price is when you call, that's what they're going to be today at 800-951-0592. Uh, the absolute best buyers market that we've ever seen is here. Uh, make sure you take the time if you have the means. Take the time to put it away because when you really you think about it, when are you got to be able to say, "Yeah, I bought that at spot. Well, I paid nine dollars over spot." I mean, those are prices you, you normally know, when you sell you get spot and spot plus and all that stuff. And and uh, I think about you know at nineteen hundred dollar gold, we are paying. I think at the peak we paid the the most we paid for twenty. And this is what is an ungraded raw twenty it was like twenty three hundred bucks. I think we're at the time though it was so hard to get retail It was like twenty four twenty four seventy five or just under twenty five hundred bucks. Uh, so take advantage of are being able to buy. I mean, really, you're talking about hey, I'm buying them pretty much for spot. You just can't uh, let an opportunity like that pass you by. And I hope you don't. Our toll free number again eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. US Silver Eagles, uh three ninety five a roll. If you buy twenty five rolls or more, uh, you save five dollars a roll. Uh, silver still down nine cents, uh, sixteen dollars sixty three cents. And again gold, uh, twelve hundred forty five dollars and thirty cents right now. And I'm gonna get forty cents, twelve forty five forty. Uh the Dow's now down hundred and eighty-one points. Uh, the Nasdaq's down a hundred and fourteen. As it looks like, from where what I can tell, a big sell-off in the uh, the Facebook, Alphabet, uh, Netflix, Google, Alphabet, whatever you want to call them, stocks uh, again this morning, and it's kind of spreading to spread into the broader market. Also, the ten-year note is rallied uh, up to two 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 six. But not that that's a huge number it should be like 326 but at 226 so it looks like the cheapest mortgage rates of the year have now passed us uh which is already concerning because the home market is already struggling and you add in the higher price of homes and now the interest payment is going to be a little higher just means more unaffordable housing for everybody Take the time. I know it's a summer madness celebration. America's birthday coming up. Celebrate by putting away what our founding fathers said our money should be. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. God bless America. God bless all of you. We'll be back for one more show tomorrow.